Who's in this five-way, the X Division match? Give me a second, I can look it up for you. Oh, God, I had it opened earlier. Is Ace Austin in it? Yes. Okay, I take Ace Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it could literally be like, it's Ace Austin, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Shingo Takage, Kota Ibushi. I'm taking Ace Austin. This is Ace Austin, this is fine. It's Austin you need to understand, that is, the, that is the only person in Impact Wrestling I really like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Five Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I had a lot of trouble not bringing news from the other company today, Scotty Moore. <laughs> I'm retired, but am I really retired, Blake Tanner? I'm retired, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I got real, I was like, Leo Rush retires, and I was like, oh, he's done that before. Wait, no, he's it was right after yeah. AEW. It's like he's really done because I think he got injured in his AEW yeah. spot and like I think like separated shoulder. Oh god, yeah, it was very, very rough. Uh, Tony Khan responded saying Leo reached out to me. He shared that he planned to announce his retirement while this news was un unexpected. I'm glad he has made a choice that he's confident will make him and his family happy. Leo is a great talent. I enjoyed working with him, and I wish him the best. And Leo uh, sent out a very long Instagram post basically saying, I knew I'd have to take time off due to injury. I realized how much it would affect not just my wrestling obligations, but my days as I knew them, and how much it would affect my everyday life. I have a newborn son, and that would make it made it a lot harder to deal with an injury like that. And yeah, no. I got it. Yeah, I feel that 100%. Because he said, you know, he couldn't hold his kid after that injury. And it's like, oh, that hurts. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, also, Authors of Pain, who are not with that company anymore. I was, I was very much like, should I? Oh, wait, they're not with them. Uh, AOP announced they are also retiring. Um, they never really got to do much. So it's a little upsetting. Like, the most they had was the stuff with Rollins. Which, honestly, I didn't mind. I liked Rollins having two big toughs just take him down. I, I just did like that after one of them went down, they didn't let the other one go singles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hate I hate that that's what WWE does. Oh, you're a tag team and one of you's down? Well, you're both off TV now. Sucks for you. Like, well, fucking I, Dante Martin is wrestling every week in AEW, and I like him the least of the two brothers, but I got I got to watch him every week. Yeah, it's, I, I think I it's, don't know what it is about him either. I think it's the fact that he's like nineteen. I look at him, I'm just like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, uh, with me with AOP, I guess it's because they were so similar. But even then, it's like, well, now you still got AOP, the author of Pain, singular. It's okay. I still remember when, who was it? I think like. Connor and Adam Rose went down at the same time and like got taken off TV uh, because of drugs. And instead of trying to fix it, I'm fairly sure they just started teaming Bo Dallas with Victor because they said, fuck it, just put them together now. Yeah, I, I, I remember that remember. Victor would come out with his full face painted instead of just half, just... and he looked pretty cool. And then he would job on main event. Yep, that was yeah. the days. Does. Is Seth cursed that, like, anybody that becomes his flunkies just, like, soon meet their ends in wrestling? That is what makes me sad, because, well, firstly, thank you for the segue into the fact that a lot of indie promoters are really wanting Murphy. And it's like, yeah, 
because Murphy fucking rules. I thought when he joined with Seth, I was like, oh, great. A good opportunity for Murphy to grow. He had classics with Roman. I believe he pinned Daniel. Great worker. Then they just didn't do shit with him. And then the Mysterio incident happened. And now I'm beyond happy that he's often actually able to work with independent places now yeah murphy has always been one of those that's just like really talented dudes just never got his never got his go like he was one of those that was even sub like below cesaro on levels of like he never got a shot yeah so so j and j one of the j's and j and j got released aop got released Murphy got released. Anybody who's ever worked under Seth Rollins is no longer with the company. <laughs> Moxley left. <laughs> and Roman was always above him. Yeah, Roman yeah. was always... So, God, I so love... So literally... literally. Li- yes. yes. Yes, he is cursed. Yeah. Wait, we're gonna put you with Seth. No, 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 no. I'll go bean case. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on Honestly... There. I would have loved to see the Drip Kings with AOP, and they're just like in overly massive suits that look ridiculous. No, the Drip King and the Drip Daddies. Authors of yeah. authors of Drip. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, in, other, in, in New Japan news, which is the best news, uh, yeah. Shingo Takage is, uh, is the big champ on campus. Yeah, I saw um, that, and I was like, oh, cool, Shingo won a title. Shingo won that, that title. Won the mm-hmm. title. Yeah. Over Okada, yeah. which is like a way to cement yourself. I, I'm i pretty sure I know what this means for the G1 now. Yeah. But. Had um had Okada already won the title? Because I know Osprey. Nope. Okay, so this was the who is next champ. Yep. Um, Hell yeah. He's a, uh, she goes a uh, third of the new lineage, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Go as Ibushi, Osprey, Shingo. Oh, this is the this Shingo. Shingo is now the head honcho in Lij. Oh, holy shit! And also now and, this is the title. Like, well, not actually. It's still Naito's group, but Shingo's there with the title, being like, "How's it going, guys?" <laughs> yeah, you do. Don't stare at it too. I wonder much. how many people they can get in the title lineage before it's Okada again. Like, I just want to know if, like, is that just the game of like, how many can we do? Four. It's gonna be four. four. Yeah. One more and then him. <laughs> and uh I almost place money on that bet. Is that somebody call it Missoula? Can I place money <laughs> on that? And it's not his first opponent, but uh Abushi is in line. Like that was the first person uh Takage cal- called out post was Koda, <laughs> let's fucking go. Gonna do this. That's probably gonna be their uh their Tokyo Dome show. Hell yeah, that'll be awesome. Ooh. And I Shingo's- love like, I love the ending to that match, too, because of how much Shingo sold, like, I don't want to get hit by the Rainmaker. But please, please don't let me get hit with it. Shingo's one of those guys I never really paid attention to, but clearly, like, deserved his due at this point. Oh, yeah, no. You need to understand, Shingo Takagi did everything you could do in Dragon Gate like, twice over. There yeah. was nowhere for him to go. He, like, had, like, reached the ceiling... Just, like, bumping up against it. Yeah, yeah, And it wasn't even, like, the ceiling of the company. He was just on top of the company on the ceiling of, like, just pro wrestling, being like, where the fuck do I go now? And it turns out that New Japan to go be the biggest junior heavyweight ever, and then <laughs> then be the 
never then be the never open weight championship to the point where uh, Chris Charlton says that that champion is now the badass the bad motherfucker championship after he beat Jeff Cobb. Yeah, and then and then, and now he's the. Now he's the, uh, was it like five months later, he is the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Um, well, moving on to another story, I want to take us back about a year. Yeah, a little, little bit over a year where a man said, here we go with more of the somebody pay for my bill stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills wrestling, maybe you should change professions. What happened to being accountable for your own actions? That man is now asking five figures for independent professional wrestling dates. Ha! Who? 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 Braun Strowman is asking in the five figures, which somebody pointed out is anywhere from $10,000, which is a lot, to just under $100,000. Which will break an indie company's back and make it humble. Yeah. Um, and apparently, according to that, there are no indies interested in him at this point. It, I wonder why. Yeah, going full Ryback on that one, because I think Ryback also asked for a horrible amount, like, when he went, uh, independent. Yeah. But I, I, Ryback also then, like, you know, started his own company. And, like, yeah. Did he? Ryback is, Ryback is moderately successful, isn't he? Yeah, he sells, like, supplements and stuff. Um, yeah, but he has a podcast with a famous porn star. Like he's doing, <laughs> he's okay, doing okay in life. He's doing okay. Yeah. Um, I thought you meant his own wrestling promotion, and I went, no. "Who let Ryback do that?" No, <laughs> I I know for a fact that we talked about Braun when he made those statements. I just can't remember if it was somebody's heel or if it was just in the regular oh, yeah. news. No, it was one of you because I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but. I guarantee you I did not give a fuck. See, like, I, I, I understand why. Because he's like, I am a former champion. I've been on the top numerous times. This is what I think I'm worth. Also, that's for one appearance, Braun. If you lower that to $5,000 in appearance, which is still quite a fucking bit, plus you get your merch sale, plus people asking for autographs and pictures, all of that, you're gonna make bank. But if you charge too much, People aren't gonna book you in the first place. Yeah, you don't charge the money to the to the company. You say, "I want to sell shirts." You say, "I want to sell merch," and I want all my cut because I'm a damn freight train. And then that's how you make <laughs> your money back. Choo choo, motherfucker! I think he's getting back into powerlifting or something. Yeah, and like so, so yeah, strongman competitions will pay him handsomely just for the uh, appearance. Yeah. Yeah, just for the appearance. So he'll be fine. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> in fact, let's stop talking about him immediately. One last thing. In the words of Mick Foley last <laughs> week... Um, One more thing about Braun Strowman. <laughs> as Foley said, I know Braun has spoken of never working for another company, but unless he's set for life at age 37, he might want to explore his options. Which he might yeah. very well be. I don't know where he could go because, like, he wouldn't fit in AEW. Like, I just don't see that work. No, then again, not take him. That's how he could, what I he could go seen. to Impact. He could rule Impact with a iron freight train. <laughs> he could be, yeah, he could be Moose's next big, uh, next big opponent. 
Braun Strowman's indie wrestling writer says, give me five energy drinks, four protein shakes, and also a model train that I get to play with before every show. I want a real big one. I hope you understand what I'm asking. I want to be able to ride it to the ring. Uh, Speaking of other people who got released, uh, Matt Cardona is a fucking sociopath. Because Nick Gage was Psychopath. calling him out. No, 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 not sociopath. Sociopath would mean he lacks empathy and, like, just basic human emotion. Psychopath means he's genuinely unhooked and a danger to himself and society. He is falling into the latter category because he's provoking a bunch of ECW-level degenerates. Well, he is an ECW original. Oh, the, his tweet game. Oh, his tweet game is perfect. I, every every bit about he's leaning into it the right way. Finally, he found his niche. Yeah, uh, he actually did an interview and he says, "After everything I've been through, there's nothing that Nick Gage can do that can hurt me more." And I believe Effie retweeted it and said, "Yeah, you think that <laughs> you'll you'll think that all you want." I did love his appearance because he showed up in like to GCW in like a cloak. Yeah, and he, in a in a in a druid outfit. Yes. Yeah, and he he started doing the Moxley like arm wiggle. I don't know how else to describe it, but Moxley's weird little arm wiggle hit the paradigm shift, and then everyone, of course, is like, "It's Moxley, it's Zach, it's okay, it's Matt Cardona," it's and they booed once they realized they booed so <laughs> loud, and he flipped them off. He flipped off GCW fans. That's how you get beaten up in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find, because, like, Matt, I don't think, said anything on Twitter about it. It was all Nick Gage just being like, you telling me this kid collects toys now? What the fuck? Come see me at a show one day, Zach. And then Zach said, I'm not going to live anymore. Let's end it. All right, I fucked around. I, I guess I'll find I out. I can't wait until that match when Zack Ryder hits radio silence on a fucking, like, light tube. Oh, yeah, yeah. it'll be two two chairs, light tubes between them, radio silence breaking the light tubes. And have a big shard of glass sticking out of his dick. Yeah, yeah, it's either gonna go that way where Cardona, like... Also, also if he shows up, he has to show up. Oh, I know he is too. He's gonna show up in the one like the, the yes! tights with like one short, <laughs> one long. You know he's showing up in those bad boys. He's gonna woo 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 to the crowd. Oh, it's gonna be great. I still he's gonna can't show wait. up holding the the internet championship. Oh, oh my god, I can see it all now. Fuck, I, I can see it now. Heat magnet. Don Callis levels of heat. That is that <laughs> is do- how we have to measure heat now. How many oh, Don yeah. Calluses? How many Don Calluses is this? How much do you fear for this man's life? A lot right now. It's David Arquette level of fear right now for Matt Cardona. I do love how they've had him gauge feuding with John Moxley, and then GCW is getting sued for an excess of $500,000, and they said, why don't we have him feud with Zack Ryder, actually? Wait, why is he being sued for $500,000? So GCW uh, in 2020, December announced that they were looking to be released from their contract with IWTV. Because at this point, GCW, in my opinion, is it one of the top five wrestling promotions in the nation currently. So they wanted to move to fight, they, which would be a lot easier for them because they had some issues with streaming through IWTV. 
And now IWTV is suing them as they feel GCW has breached their contract by continuing to host pay-per-view events through Fight. And they are claiming the damages are in excess of $500,000. That's a lot of money, bro. It's a lot of fucking money, my dudes. Huh. So it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW, GCW? I would do Impact GCW. Impact's growing on me. It may be because it's the only show I could watch before we do, do we this. Put, do we All right, that's fair. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's understandable. Uh, NWA is probably a close rival to them at this point, too, because apparently their last pay-per-view ripped. Uh, Serena... No, no, no. I saw the ending of their main event. <laughs> they, all they ripped was a fart at the end of that thing. Oh, what happened? I didn't see that one. The only it was thing like I... a... The ref was down, came to... Murdoch had, like, fucking Aldis and a, a Texas Cloverleaf. Aldis was knocked out. The ref disqualified Murdoch. <laughs> Despite having not seen anything, didn't see who knocked him out anything, assumed it was Murdoch, gave the belt to Aldis. Like, everybody was like, wow. Everybody said lol NWA. Oh. I saw saw Serena is now going to be fully all elite now because she dropped the title to Camille. So now, NW- I mean, Camille may come out for the NWA title to AEW, but I, I doubt it. She seems very much in her role as, like, Aldis's second manager, whatever you want to call her. And I, I think she's a good get for the uh, women's title. Also, they just hired Kylie Ray, So Kylie Ray's were, were, were going for NWA. And I think that's that may be the best place for Kylie at this point is just batch record, like, once a month. And then you're good. I, I think that's probably best for Kylie's mental health, and I really like that for her. Yeah, it's a you gotta, um, you gotta worry about the number of bridges she's burned at this point. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call it burning bridges. Like I, I feel like really? she does have some no issues. showing, no showing dates, and then like dropping out of the world. Like she's done it twice now. And she's gone to, like, smaller and smaller. She does it for NWA. That's it. Yeah. That's it. No offense. I don't... Like, having mental illness does not excuse you from doing things. It can explain it. It does not excuse it. Okay, I could see that. that that's that's a good descriptor there. But I, I've always enjoyed her character. And, like, I'm a, it, it upsets me when, like, her mental health gets in the way of her performance. Because she's also, like, retired 50 times, and I'm like, come on. Once. She only retired treat, once. Treat your mental health correctly. Yes, it, like, it wasn't I, so much a retirement from AEW as just, like, leaving the company. But, yeah, like, that's that's one of those things where I'm like, I just, if she thinks she can do it at this level, then I want her to succeed. But I hope that, like, I hope that it's not too much for her again, because it could... Like, no, that no, could no. This, very well be the he's end. He's right, though. NWA is, like, just the the small that she could be doing. She's fine. Yeah. And she it's may get a... It's the public access of professional wrestling company. <laughs> <laughs> and she may actually get a spot on their next pay-per-view, which is going to be an all-women's pay-per-view, which is going to be done by Mickey James. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I love that Mickey, the minute she was released, said, all right, if they ain't going to do fucking uh, Evolution again, 
I'm gonna do it. Fuck you. You know what? I appreciate that. Yeah. I hope AEW, like, lends them talent and they get a bunch of indie people, because this could be a barn burner of a show. If you get Thunder Rosa, Serena, Baker, like, if you if you really get yeah, this... You don't as... need that last one. You don't need the last one. As a matter of fact, you know what? Uh, put Sheet out there with her new look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen her new look. What is it? Uh, she cut her hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. Let me see. Sheeta, new look. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Oh, hell yes. She looks like such a badass. Yeah, so, um, so Britt Baker had that segment on Dynamite, and, um, I literally turned the TV off and went to bed. <laughs> uh, one, because it, it was 11 o'clock and, like, Allie and I were getting tired, and two, because, like, I turned, I, like, it, I came back from commercial, there was a pile of hamburgers in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the heels were lined up and like oh the worst she was coming out and i was just like nothing nothing about this segment is anything that i want to have anything to do with like the wingman are here are here that is the only part about this <laughs> ring that i care about that's it and that's because hot boy summer <laughs> well firstly the burgers were apparently a shoot cuz mcdonald's legitimately sent baker 1,500 Big Mac coupons. I don't know why, but they did. Um, well, what I liked about it was earlier the Inner Circle were out celebrating their win, and were, of course, like, yeah, everyone gets a free Inner Circle shirt. Your vi- our victory is your victory here. And then Britt was like, all of you get free coupons. Just kidding. I'm the one who won. These are my burgers. Fuck you. What kind of call do you have to make to a fucking McDonald's and say, (laughs) I have 1,500 coupons. I need them tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No, she still had some to the side. But my favorite was she grabbed a burger and was like, now I will enjoy my victory. And Nyla Rose just said, no, fuck you, actually. And then blasted the burger out of her hand. <laughs> oh, good for Nyla. Uh, I, I really do wish we could have used that moment for like, I'm going to enjoy my victory. Except no, because these are horrible for your teeth. I was wondering, like, I'm like, I, I don't think burgers are like super bad for your teeth, but it is weird for the dentist to be like, burgers! <laughs> Burger, Big Mac, special sauce. Britt Baker, now she was like, I've been a one-trick pony for too long. I'm just always the dentist. Now I'm the dentist that really fucking likes hamburgers. DMD. DM de burgers. DMD, dollar meal dentist. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our tweet of the week. Thank you for that, Dylan. Oh, God. Whatever gets um, you to stop talking about her. <laughs> okay, let's. Why don't we talk about Chris Jericho? He is no longer under contract with New Japan. And uh, Wrestle Talk reported on this and said AEW confirmed for Chris Jericho. Oh, Chris. Now that he's out of that contract, I can't wait for Jericho to show up in AEW. Oh, shit. Jericho's all elite. I haven't heard anything from him since forever ago. It's almost like yeah. I've blocked out all of the painful memories. And uh, be- before we move on, best wishes to Tracy Williams, who got hit by a fucking car and then was like, all right, I'll figure it out, guys. It's cool. It literally, the tweet was, I'll be all right. 
I got full on hit by a car yesterday crossing the street. Guy blew a red going about 25 miles per hour. I flew for what felt like a full second, landed high on my back. So essentially the car gave him a very, <laughs> gave him a half and half suplex. Just so unbelievably lucky and grateful that my dog who was walking with me was somehow not hit and that she's okay. What a fucking man! I fucking, like, that is, that is how you take getting hit by a fucking car like a champ. Yeah, you guys, I'd take the hit for her any day, and it could have been so much worse. Uh, there are a lot of things about it that were lucky in that weird way. So best wishes to Tracy Williams. Props to your badass dog. Props to you. I mean, fuck, uh, man. Can't wait for you to make a return. I, I just you say that like you were paying attention to his career in Ring of Honor before that. Yeah, big man's work. He was working with um the Foundation, wasn't he? No. I don't know which one do of you, you to believe. You... <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the Foundation? It was Tracy. It was. Hold on. I really should have looked up something other than just foundation, but I do have some. I, I do have some very lovely. You enjoying your construction worker website? <laughs> um, you dumb, dumb bastard! He's definitely in the foundation. You piece of absolute shit! Well, while you're looking, uh, gaslighting me for the past five minutes while I'm looking up construction website. While you're looking up. Um, or while you're talking about that, uh, here's my tweet of the week uh, attributed to the bad boy Joey Janela himself. He posted a picture where he's uh, looks like he started to get ripped at the gym, putting in work at the gym, but it's absolutely not for the professional wrestling business or the creepy mainstream loser wrestling fans who have body shamed me for years. It's going down to the shore and maximizing the potential of women who want to experience a bad boy summer. <laughs> Hey, Bro, uh, he has, so he he wore this shirt on fucking dark uh, because he uh, he's turning heel, um, so he's not supporting Sonny at all anymore, which is sad. But Aww. yeah, this shirt was like like three different prints. It was like 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 fucking like white leopard print, like some like weird sea print, and then zebra print. <laughs> and Allie was just like, "The fuck is he wearing?" And I was like, "I have to admit, I dig it. I would wear that shirt." <laughs> Listen, it might just be my inherent Joey bias, but I'd wear that shirt. Yeah, I'd wear the fuck out of that. It's okay. Matt Hardy cut a promo during that. I was like, "Say what you will about him. That is a decent suit he's wearing." <laughs> Man's got a good suit. Man knows how to be a used car salesman. He's so good and, at it. <laughs> and if you want to get us in decent suits, donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us, get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, the show where we take deep dives into the history of professional wrestling. And Blake knows I'm going to give him shit for not doing the John Moxley one yet which is why he's now left to go to the bathroom. And you can find all of that at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Should we just, we love our dollar meal dentist? Yeah, yeah, do that. DMD, dollar meal dentist. Hashtag go <laughs> Hashtag DMD. No, I don't want her to get mad at us. Hashtag Baker watch. Hashtag we love Sheeta. I, I, I How about want Dylan loves Sheeta though? <laughs> I I want her to be mad at me. <laughs> Allie wants to beat the shit out of Rebel. So Rebel honestly is the best part of Baker's heel gimmick cuz she just leans into being an annoying shit so well. It is amazing. 
But for now, why don't we get into our heels and baby faces of the week? Who would like to start? Oh, I just saw Dylan's heel. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah, that's I'll go a first. Good one. Fuck yeah, let's go for it. So, Crank it up. So, um, why the fuck do I still have to look at QT Marshall? <laughs> why? He did. He pinned Cody. No, but it did no. help. No. And you know what happened after that? He had like some thing, like fucking Tony Schiavone on Dark, where it's like, say it, say I pinned the, say it like you, like, oh my God. Like, I get it. This man is a great trainer. He is like very good as like a, as a wrestler, but holy fuck, he should not be leading a faction. He should not be getting this much TV time when there are 50 people twice as entertaining as him in the back. With you know how many Dark weird. Order segments I don't get, get. because of QT Marshall? A lot. Do you have any idea? I don't get to see the acclaimed on fucking Dynamite because of him. Max Caster's a thousand times more entertaining oh, yeah. and a better athlete. All I have time. no desire to see QT. It, it had a great start. It, 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 like, it seemed so good. But then QT lost in his actual match, tapped like a bitch. A go-go lost. It's over. The feud is over. But it's continuing. It's fucking continuing. And I have to, like, like they even said on it, it seems like the blood feud is just beginning. And I said out loud, dear God, no. Because I want this to be, it has to be, Cody has to be booking his own feuds. That is the only way, that is the only way this can be allowed to exist on television this long. Tony cannot be doing this to me. I can't. Well, I mean, that is, someone will uh, get into in a few uh, was talking about their contract being like having full control. And at the end, they're like, no, no one has full creative control. Tony has creative control over everything. And I'm like, Tony, you need to fix some shit then, bud. You need to work. I remember seeing that the main event was Dustin versus Camarado in a bull rope match. And I was like, okay, maybe some fun shit will happen at the end of this. No, it's just a bull rope match. And I think Dustin won, so it didn't even get over Camarado. Nope. Uh, yeah, this has got to be. This is. You remember? So before, before uh, he unfortunately passed away. You remember how Dustin was just going through all of the Dark Order by himself, one by oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rhodes family doesn't know how to put people over. Um, I don't know if it's on purpose. Or if it's just been an unfortunate, like, booking thing. Because I don't think it's malicious. I don't think they're trying to, like, bury people. Like, I don't believe... I don't believe negative things about the Rhodes family. Yeah. But it's happening as a, like, like a a byproduct. Like, I don't know who it's benefiting. I really don't. I really don't. It does seem like an issue. And I'm pretty sure... I think I've explained this before. But, like, Tony has that just as an intentional blind spot. Just because it's, like... Long as it keeps Cody in that bubble, <laughs> I, don't I can do the with rest Cody. of the show. Because I, I need him. Nothing involving Cody has been good. In fr- so, like, Dustin was good. Like, the Natural Nightmares were actually, like, kind of an okay team. They're a good mid-card tag team. Like, maybe they would challenge for the titles, eventually lose, whatever. The moment... That QT turned heel and got his own fat. The moment he started wearing fucking bowling shirts out to the ring and sitting on the stairs, it's got, that was the moment I knew that this was taking a downward. 
downward like nosedive and fuck if I was right. And like there's nothing there's nothing good about about this rivalry. There's nothing. What are we we're making Lee Johnson look better. Lee Johnson was fine. Except now it's like also, why is he wearing like apple like an apple outfit? Like like a legitimate like red and then green waistband? Is he like mocking QT? I don't know. I don't know, but all I do know is that Lee Johnson is fine. <laughs> Lee Johnson is fine. Aaron Solo does the pedigree like I'm so fucking. You remember in um in Austin Powers when he lost his mojo and just became a normal person? I feel like if you took out Guy Fieri's mojo, you'd have QT Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if what if but normal Fieri? It's QT Marshall. I'm really hoping that this leads to Anthony Agogo knocks out QT and takes over the factory, and it's just Anthony leaving Aaron Solo and Camarado. I'd fucking pay for that. I'd buy that shirt. 100%. Something about QT Marshall trying to be like a kingpin is just so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Blake, on to your heel of the week. I've not heard anything about this man. So I'm right. very curious. Well, we talked about uh, Leah Rush's retirement earlier today. Um, and uh, in response to his uh, original retirement tweet, WWE announcer... I said the name, god damn it. Uh Keep it one week, one week into having to do heels, Blake, because like I gotta go back to the dark place. Alright, the Federation announcer, Greg Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> um, he tweeted in response to like a breaking news story on Twitter about the uh his retirement. Like Greg Hamilton tweeted, Wow, dot 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 unreal. Dot 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 dot. If we all didn't have our own lives and families to take care of, I just might pretend I give a censored. On behalf of the wrestling family and community who work for a living, on to the gym. This was very quickly deleted for some reason. Maybe Greg- it's because he looked like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Greg's a weird... Well, firstly, you're an announcer, Greg. It's gonna be real hard for you to do something that's gonna fuck up your arm that bad, bud. It's like, hey, Greg... Except pat yourself on the back for this tweet, you douche. It's like, didn't Greg recently have an incident where, like, he was afraid something happened to his family so he couldn't appear that night? Hey, Greg, that's what Leo's feeling, but consistently. Yes. He also, like, apparently, I can't remember if it was Greg or if it was just, like, an amalgam of people that complained about Leo Rush bringing his wife backstage sometimes. Yeah, Leo was Leo was one of those heat magnets in in the fed for the longest time. For completely uh, completely reasonable things he did that just happened to rub people the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. It's like I can like this is things that a normal person would do, but I forget that wrestlers aren't normal people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, and, but um I, I and I mean like it's just such an asshole move. It's just so condescending like of a thing to tweet because i know that there's the whole you know wrestlers never say retired retired uh idea but leo's his retirement was like very heartfelt about his family so it's like why would you just you remember be when monty that brown way? retired that was sad i miss wow. him monty brown oh yeah yeah that was because um, he needed to raise his his like his sister's children 
So like, yeah, people people do things for their family, Greg. Maybe if, Greg. Maybe if you weren't such a uncaring sociopath, you'd realize that. It's like I hope your I hope your I hope your wife and kids called you a dick to your face. <laughs> did anybody complain back in the day when Rick Moranis retired from acting because his wife died of cancer and he wanted to raise his kids? No. When famed professional wrestler Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis. I'm just I saying, would like, pay same so much to have Rick Moranis as my manager. Do you have any idea the how Rick. much I would pay to have... If I was in the wrestling industry, if I could afford Rick Moranis, dude, I just need you to talk shit. What? I just... Here's 50,000. Yes. Here's Braun Strowman <laughs> money. Talk shit for me. I want you to be my Rick Moranager. The Dylan and his manager, the key master, coming to the ring. Do it. Well, Do it. I'm fully behind this. Uh, now on to oh, my heel real quick, of the week. Though, um, oh, I've yeah. got one last thing on Greg. He did tweet, and I want you guys to just take this for what it is as an apology tweet. I can admit when I'm wrong. Dot 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 dot. And I was wrong. We don't quit ellipsing. Quit, quit using the ellipsis, you piece of shit. Uh, we don't have to see eye to eye backstage. But Lyle Green, Leah Rush is an incredible father as well as talent. I have all the respect in the world for that. No one made me type this. Just owning to my mistakes. He'll be missed. The moment you say no one made me type this makes me think that someone made you type this. There is a gun to your head currently. <laughs> You're being forced to type this. Well, my, my heel of the week is someone who I forgot how fucking good of a heel she was. And it's Vicky fucking Guerrero. And it was for a maybe two minute promo she did. And I was watching AEW Live. I wasn't feeling that good. I was like, this is an all right show. It's whatever. I'm just going to lean back and chill. And she came out. I'm like, this is weird. Are they doing a spot with Nyla? They already did that earlier. And then she just said, Andrade El Idolo. And my wife looked at me concerned because I just started shaking maniacally. She goes, wait, what did she say? I couldn't hear her over the booing. And that's how good of a heel Vicky Guerrero is, is that she said Andrade El Idolo, and it took the crowd a solid minute to stop booing to go, did she just shift? What the fuck? So you need to understand when I watch, um, when I watch like wrestling on YouTube, uh, at night with Allie, I have to fast forward past Nyla Rose's entrance because of oh, how no. much she hates Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> it's she, very good. It's literally like it's in a category different than Matt Hardy because she hates Matt Hardy with a passion. Vicky Guerrero yeah. can't stand the sound of her voice. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. I understand that that means she's doing a great job. And I can't explain that to her because she, she is a casual wrestling fan, so to her, it's like, no, 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 I don't need to, appre I need it to go away. And I was like, fair, <laughs> that's fair. I'm in a Stockholm Syndrome relationship with wrestling. <laughs> I think that it's either the Stockholm Syndrome or all wrestling fans have an inherent need for masochism. I'm not sure yeah. which one it is. It may be It's that thing where we appreciate how someone is making us suffer. 
Like, whenever yeah. it's done, like, well, like, within the thing. Like, WWE, we only appreciate it for a bit, and we're not like, now you guys are just getting lazy with it. You can only... <laughs> you remember uh, the promo? It was Elias and Kevin Owens, and oh, they yeah. did base, <laughs> basic heat spots, but oh my god. I think that week, they were our baby face, because we're like, I'm impressed. I'm not even mad. See, Elias, I will boo you for five, five straight minutes. minutes. Five fucking <laughs> minutes of booze. That is like seven Don Calluses. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, now that we can actually talk about Andrade. Uh, yeah, apparently his demands included wanting creative control and a veto power on losing and to be able to work for other companies. And the final deal doesn't have creative control. He can probably still work for other companies, may have veto power when it comes to losing, but as far as, like, creative is concerned, it's still in Tony's hands. I still... The the Vicky pairing is a bizarre one, but I don't mind it. I think it was, it was one, one of, of those introduction. Moments. I don't know if it's a pairing. Yeah. It was one of those moments where I had to remember how, like... For some reason, I really put Andrade up there as, like, a top motherfucker in my mind forgetting that he was always kind of except for in nxt he ruled in nxt but for the past few years always was kind of a mid-card guy and that's why i was like okay i'm fine with this i guess it one of the weird things not is everybody like, has to attack cody or kenny in their entrance it's yeah. all right <laughs> would have been great if he did <laughs> it is cody. weird that, it would have like, been great if he oh no because then cody, it would be yeah. a usa versus mexico feud and fuck that's not gonna go well no. No. cody would have <laughs> Cody would have came out to the ring and was just like, I see someone else jump the fence to wrestle me. All right. Cody, you can't say that. It's okay. I, I focus grouped it. I've got focus grouped <laughs> it, and I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say this. It's like, should have built the wall. <laughs> Cody, no. Oh, Cody, wait. What? All right, let, let, let's get into our baby faces. Uh, I really like how we're taking multiple opportunities to throw Cody under the bus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's listen, a sad I, thing where, like, you ever watch, like, Sammy's vlog where you get, like, old BTE Cody and you're like, oh, that's right. Do you just leave this guy backstage when you walk to the ring? Yes. You know, the yes, guy yeah. that's funny and entertaining. You know, like, Ring of Honor Cody. I miss yeah. Ring of Honor Cody. What happened you to him? You look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. What happened to What happened to the man wearing fur coats, smoking cigars, and wearing like what What happened to him? It, was it when you became an EVP? Is that when you just stuck like a like a fucking like statue of yourself up your own ass? Like what you, happened? You know what? Man gets a neck tattoo, and it's Shoot. all out the window. <laughs> Does Cody I'm, really need to be in every series of AEW action figures? How does he need a different one to masturbate to every day of the week? <laughs> Cody, we need you to know the beatings will continue until your booking improves. Until you're cool again, Cody. Because it's not. I, if there's a wrestler that's just consistently bad, we just stop talking about him for a while. We know Cody can be amazing, and that's why we keep saying it. We're just like, why? <laughs> Where did you go, my boy? All right, let's get into baby faces. Yeah, mine's mine's pretty quick. Um, and it's just the heel young bucks. They fucking rule. They will put on the best match every single show. They will consistently do the most ridiculous bullshit. Nick has a, the worst beard. And it's always amazing to watch. I, it just reminds me of back in the day when anytime I, anything Young Bucks came out, be it a DVD or if they were going to main event any show near me, it was, 
well, I have to do that. That's how I am now. I am back onto my full. This is why they are my uh, one of my Mount Rushmores is I'm like, they they're so fucking good and I can't get over it. Like, yeah, they're it was like match I, with uh, it was like I said, whenever I had the thing, I was like, you ever think that we've just the young bucks have been good for so long that we no longer appreciate how good the young bucks are. And then I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to being a heel. Feel like you've feel like you've let let us be baby faces for too long. They brought out like the cold spray and they fucking blackmailed their own friend into wrestling with them. You're just like, holy shit, you douchebags. <laughs> I just remember the moment like he they were acting like baby faces in the ring and it was like the best heel thing I've ever seen. They kicked John Moxley five times. They made a fool of Eddie Kingston. I hate them and I love how much I hate them. <laughs> oh no, it was full. I remember that week when they turned they turned on Moxley. It just, I just remember being upset because I was like, just turn or don't. And then they made the decision to turn. And I went, this is all I've ever wanted. Thank you. This is all I've ever needed in my entire life. But yeah, they're I feel matching like they, and I feel like they looked at Seth Rollins. They're like, that's not how you do a drip gimmick. <laughs> Aired yours to the ring, baby. <laughs> it's like, I show, I'll show you how to do a drip gimmick. And you know what? I bet I'll get more money than you did to do it. Yeah, yeah. $2,000 shoes. We're going to customize our gear to go with our $1,000 shoes. <laughs> That's how you drip, son. Was it just me? We didn't get to talk about this after uh, Double or Nothing. But when Mox and Kingston were entering, and like Mox was fleeing around one of the pairs of shoes because they hung the shoes up on the ring, did one of those shoes go flying into the audience, or was that just me? That was just you. I I don't know. I think I do remember. Well, I, probably not because they are Nike Dior's. Yeah. yeah. So Cause, probably cause, not. Because uh, Eddie hung them over the top and then. But uh, I only Mox remember one them. pair of shoes. Nope. Both. Well, that's oh. when uh, Moxley carried you. Just like he carried. Just like he carried that feud against Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> On his back through barbed wire. Yeah. But uh, them, uh, them versus Pac and uh, I think it was Penta last week. Fucking ruled. It was very good. I love the heel bucks. Also, secondary babyface and also a thank you to Dylan for finally getting me to watch one of these. Uh, OSW fucking rips. I really love OSW now. That is all I've watched for the past week is just old OSW reviews because it's just weaponized uh, nostalgia for old wrestling while pointing out how bad old wrestling used to be. Oh, uh, the WCW ones are the best. Oh, the uh, Halloween Havoc 95 is my favorite thing on the fucking planet. I can't the remember. Yeti! It's a Yeti! There was just a lot of you talking about OSW reviews over the weekend that I remember in kind of a haze. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so, it's so good. They did one on AEW Revolution this year, and it absolutely... We I watched the entirety of that. I think. Well, you went to sleep halfway through, and I think that was about the time where Dylan realized that this was the pay-per-view that ended with the uh, the, the exploding barbed wire death match, and I just saw the, the fucking panic on Dylan's face of, they're gonna destroy it! And they did. It was very good. Uh, well, uh, anyways... Rightfully so. <laughs> uh, so on to my baby face of the week, and thank you for a little bit of that segue... Uh, Scotty, because, uh, my baby face is John Moxley. Because he- John Moxley! Uh, because he did an interview, and, um, he was asked the question of, 
if he learned anything over 2020, like during the COVID uh, crisis, like during all of that, when they had to go through just having no uh, no real fans or pre-taping everything. And it's whereas, so like, weird. It's, it's so yeah. I can't tell you how weird it is. Like watch Elevation and Dark, and there are people, and I'm like, I'm not used to it. Yeah, it's like, it's, I'm like oh, I don't yeah. like this. Is different. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> It's it's kind of crazy because where, like, I've seen some just general platitudes of, like, oh, you know, well, I really learned to appreciate what we have, or I really learned that, like, uh, you know, to, to do the best with what I've got. John Moxley just said, I didn't learn shit. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm quoting, no, I don't want to work in an empty building. I don't want to work in front of fake fans. If we have to do it, I mean, we and other companies, too. Even... Every uh, everybody from Impact, Ring of Honor, Jude Japan, even the Thunderdome, and all that. Everybody figured out a way to make it work in wrestling and in other sports too, like hockey and all of them. You know, UFC. I mean, everybody figured out a way to do it. But like, honestly, I didn't learn shit. I want to go back to full crowds. I don't want to take multiple shows in a day. I don't want to be out there changing outfits <laughs> as if it's a different day. I am not. I don't like that. I like showbiz, live TV. I want the adrenaline. I want to go out there and live and do it once. There are times that we're taping Dynamite or Dark or Elevation where I might have screwed up a move, tried to do some lucha move or some shit with these fucking <laughs> idiot with these fucking kids, and I'm like, I screw it up. I just go, let's do it again, and then I get get it right the second time, and it's cool because you could do that when it's taped. But I'm like, if that wasn't taped, would I have screwed it up the first time? Nah, I bet I wouldn't have because I'm going to be concentrating harder. I would have been more because it's live. I want to do it live. I want real people. I want to walk out of the arena. I want to walk back through the locker room, hear the crowd outside the curtain. I want to do it live one time. Fuck the pandemic. We figured it out. We got through that, but it's over. I'm not, you know, I would love to be there. You know, I've learned very valuable lessons, but nah, I didn't learn shit. I want to do it live. Live How people, that's what I want. How are you reading this? That's the whole quote. Um, oh, because thank God. <laughs> I, I think it really had... Actually, no, the, the quote stopped about five minutes ago. Blake just started going off on his own thing. <laughs> I channeled John Moxley. <laughs> I really did, because it's like... I started, I started doing... I drank a fifth of whiskey and started shooting blow darts in my backyard. <laughs> you know what? Listen, At one to point, Blake started... This. What Blake started calling the other guys idiots, and they went, wait, no, Moxley said kids. Let me fix that real <laughs> yeah. quick. Listen, I might have gotten high on cocaine and went to a library beforehand to, like, pre-pro <laughs> for this, but still. Um, I I understand his, um, his viewpoint. I think maybe a little yeah. bit more caution, but I get where he's coming from on not working in front of fake fans or, like, pre-taping stuff. And also, I really think you had to hear the whole quote because it just displays exactly how Moxley thinks. Because there yeah. is not a single full-fledged sentence in that entire quote. I, uh, I, I'm actually really excited because they're getting ready for Renee's um, uh, maternity leave for uh, oral sessions. And one of the episodes it's going to release is a Moxley-only episode. Oh, fuck, that's gonna be great, just to watch Moxley break down for an hour of, is anyone fucking listening to this? I don't, I don't know why people are, I'm, honey, bring me another whiskey and coke, please, it'll mean the world to me. I'm having a baby. Currently. <laughs> Alright, D, who'd you bring as your baby face of the week? Um, so, 
Really should have gone first. Mine's like so inconsequential. So, um, normally, whenever people are brought in to like a major company, they don't have a ton of pro wrestling experience beforehand. It's kind of easy to write them off and be like, okay, this is hype. Um, Jade Cargill is like the opposite of that. Like, Jade Cargill <laughs> shows up and does this stuff. Jade Cargill, like, pulled a move off during fucking, uh, Dark. I think it was Dark. Where I was just, like, like, I forget what it was, into a fucking, uh, like, Samoan drop. And then while still in the Samoan drop, let go and then did a kip up. Like, like, off of the person. Holy yeah. shit. She, like, like, her tagline is, she's that bitch. And I'm just like, I fully believe you. When you say that. Also, her manager, the fucking, like, lawyer dude, perfect. This, I'm actually excited about this pairing. And, like, I haven't, I haven't had that before where, like, I was just like, oh, God, they're gonna push her. No, they're handling it great. It's a low simmer. She's going out there. She's working with some jobbers. She's getting that ring time, you know, building up the skill set. Maybe have a feud with, like, I don't know. Fuck, who's down there? Like, like Ty, Red. maybe Ty. Oh, no, she's she's already feuded with Velvet, but yeah, Ty would be good. Like Ty, maybe uh, maybe Sheeta. Sheeta needs something to do after this. Like that'd be a good Riho. Anything, anything really. Like just to just to build that up. But like I I see it. Before it was like oh there's got like but like I I see it where I was just like you are at one point going to hold that championship and you're going to look like a goddess doing it and I'm just ah it's so it's so good I was I I became a believer. And I've never had that. Ha- I have very rarely had that happening where like, oh, where my opinion has changed. And I'm so happy that it is. Also, her glam slam looks so brutal. It looks so brutal. It's great. And the whole fucking like, like, like pump pose after, like, it's like a combination of, uh, of like pre WCW Scott Steiner and WCW Scott Steiner. It's amazing. It's all the athleticism and all like and all of the muscles at the same yeah. time. I was about to say because she's fucking built for wrestling. She was a personal trainer and like a a, a fitness buff beforehand and like she, she still just is up oh, made for it. Like she could go so fucking far in the wrestling business because she's that damn good and that bitch. That that yeah. pump kick though. I- mm. I've yet to like really get a lot of Jade to where I'm like, okay, I'm convinced. I am excited they're putting her with Mark now because that's a guy from Create a Pro, like I've known about on the Indies for the longest time because he was the first person with the balls to be like, my my name will be Mark Sterling. What's your nickname? Smart Mark Sterling. <laughs> like you did it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You actually did it. Oh, but one of my favorite things about Jade is like she makes like she is swole as fuck. Like she is cut to hell. And, like, she's able to still be amazingly athletic because most bodybuilders that are that cut aren't that athletic, surprisingly. But she could just fucking kill it at any day. Cut to Brian Cage struggling to remove Terminator gear (laughs) at double or nothing. Well, why don't we uh, get into the... I have a a secondary baby face. So, Abaddon did a move where she, like, hooked... The opponent was dealing, she hooked her leg around the back of their head, grabbed their, like, right arm, and performed a DDT. What? By falling, <laughs> ba- like, by falling backwards and, like, using her leg to DDT spike them. 
and I've never seen that before. And I get so hype anytime I see a professional wrestling move I've never seen before. I rewound it. I watched this thing like three times, including their replay. And it's so awesome. You need to go look it up. It's on Dark. She like just, just boom. It's like, she has like three finishers now. It's so amazing. She has the cemetery drive. She has a thing where she just cross bodies a sitting opponent, which is how she beat Anna Jay like last year. And now she has, now she just has like, I don't know, the grave digger or whatever the fuck she's going to call it. <laughs> it's a great fucking I name. Am, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Anytime, anytime no. I see something I've never seen, I'm just like, oh, must tell people. And honestly, no. I have to say for, coming from Abaddon. Yeah, I get it. Creative people in wrestling are the best fucking thing. Yeah, now I'm just looking up tons of different shit to see. It's, oh, it's all so good. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's just a powerbomb. Oh, this is an old one. Damn it. Okay, I'll look it up after the show. But for now, let's get into our main event, our predictions for Impacts Against All Odds. The only pay-per-view happening this weekend, according to the Fight Boys, although one of them I will be watching. Because I could just so I could see the million dollar championship go to the moon. You do realize LA Knight's gonna win that, right? Shut up. I'm gonna be real mad. Shut up. I'll be oh, real you're gonna upset. Be, you're gonna be so. I expect a very angry message at like 9:40 at night. Uh, well, um. <laughs> anyway, on to on to against all odds. Yeah, the Thunderdome's doing something, but we're we don't have to worry about it. And we don't have to talk about that. Uh, for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships, Fire and Flava versus Kimberly and Susan. Uh, fun fact, the last Impact pay-per-view we predicted, Fire and Flava lost the titles and have won the titles back in that time. And we've all got Fire and Flava because they're the only, like, real-looking tag team they have in the women's tag team division, in my opinion. Uh, pretty much. They also have the best name, which is what I went off of in my predictions. <laughs> that explains honestly everything. <laughs> hey, uh, Dylan, you have no idea how often that is the key factor. <laughs> uh, Blake, this makes it even more impressive that you've actually won this one year. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that uh, we are only one point off, but like we're me and Scotty are tied for a second and Dylan is one point ahead. Yeah. Uh, up next, a five-way match to determine the number one contender for the X Division Championship, which uh, the uh, they're apparently trying to really elevate that, make it on par with the World Championship, and the way they're doing that allegedly is by keeping it on Josh. So with me, I just said which one of these guys would give him the most fun match, in my opinion, which is why I picked Lil Papa Pump, Petey Williams. Tell him, Petey. <laughs> Thank you, Petey. Fuck you, Petey. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Which is why I picked Miguel because once again, his fun. I liked his name. It'd be a the fun most. match. Yeah, but I like his name the most. I'm sorry. Well, after losing the rest of the rascals, like Trey really does need something now. Yeah, I picked Ace Austin because I always pick Ace Austin. So, <laughs> which is honestly a a, a fair choice. Yeah. The man has a hey, the man has a gambit gimmick. How can I pick against that? It's my favorite X Man. Hey Petey, what, what do you want to give lunch? And he said Cracker Barrel. And then this man drove the wrong way down our one way street. <laughs> this one's too small. Bring me another one. <laughs> he crashed into the Cracker Barrel. Oh God, I'm looking that up right now. Uh, up next, 
Rich Swan versus W Morrissey. I believe this is just a general grudge match. I got Morrissey because Big Man debuted at last pay-per-view. Gets to go over this pay-per-view. Even though it's against a former world champion, but that is how you establish a new guy. Mm-hmm. It is Big Cass, by the way, for the people who don't know who Morrissey is. I forgot that there was really nothing on the line. I, I originally had Swan, but I'm going with Morrissey. <laughs> like, uh, there's uh, no way that you're not going to have your debuting guy, even though it's against Swan, who is... Like, well, the hugely decorated, but that's a good way to put him over, and if they have any ounce of trust in Morrissey, then they'll do it. Well, I mean, he, debut- he did win his debut match, because it was at the last pay-per-view. He joined Violent by Design for one night to take on the babyfaces, which is why we all got that one wrong. Uh, up next for the tag titles, speaking of, Violent by Design versus Decay, who, uh, Last week, when I was like, Crazy Steve is normal, Steve, it was challenging them to this match, uh, which is going to be Black Taurus and Crazy Steve versus Diener and Rhino. Oh, wait, I forgot. Wait, hold on. There's five members of Violence by Design, right? uh, There's four. It's Diener, Rhino, Eric Young, and um, Joe Doring. Oh, never mind. Hold on. I forgot about Eric. Yeah, Eric's gonna be uh, Eric's gonna be at their side while Rosemary is gonna be at the side of Decay. No, she's I, not. She's got her own match. Well, no, no. Like it even says it. I'm just going with what Wikipedia told me. Um, but I I went with Violent by Design literally because I went to their Wikipedia page and said, "How long have you held the titles? Twenty days? It's not time yet. <laughs> Maybe in the future you'll drop it to Decay, but not currently." That is a good point, but uh. My uh, my impact uh, hill is decay. I don't know why it's decay specifically, oh, yeah. but like they are. It's because the original version of decay was the shit. That is true. Like the original version, but like, eh, yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, still got to go with them. Black Taurus. <laughs> listen, Black Taurus is an is a, an incredible replacement for Abyss. Abyss. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 That ah, is a fair you're point. equally as ridiculous a character. Wonderful. We need you. Uh, for the Impact Knockouts Championship, Deanna Perrazzo with Kimberly and Susan versus Rosemary with Black Taurus and Crazy Steve. I think they're trying to sheet of the championship with Deanna, and that's why I, I kept it with her. I, I think they're going to try to hotshot her to hold it for a very long time. She's already held it for like nine months. Oh, no, even long. I, like I said, they're going to try to sheet it with nah, her, I Rose, think. Rosemary's due. Has she held it? I think she's held it once, hasn't yeah. she? Four years ago. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. That is it's a, been a long mm. while, man. Since original Decay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Decay that Dylan held, remembers. Yeah, Deanna has held it for 207 days. Before that, Sue Young held it for 21 days. And before that, Deanna held it again for 98 days. Um, yeah, I, so, um... Uh, Gonna go with, uh, yeah. Yeah, with Rosemary. Yeah, that's that's a good pick, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I'm gonna Don't get me go- wrong, I'm probably gonna be in last after this. That's how the Impact ones go, but fuck it, we'll get, we'll get there. See, I have, like, I've got Decay winning, so it only stands that Rosemary wouldn't win. That's my, uh, yeah. my logic. Uh, up next, Joe Doring with Eric Young, Diener, and Rhino versus... Kojima is Kojima, Kojima versus Doring. Uh, we all have Joe Doring 
Probably because he's bringing three dudes to the ring with him. Oh, it's also because he uh he already fought Kojima once for the a- AJW AJPW Triple Crown in like 2011 and lost. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's some history. And now instead of being a bleach blonde like body guy, he's uh like uh, fucking millennial Stan Hansen. I really like Joe Doring's look. Like, he is a real throwback right now. Uh, he's so been weird. a real throwback for a while, and I'm, I am look and I was like, listen, man, I know why you look like this, but you didn't need to. It's kind of like how when uh, Lance Archer showed up in uh, New Japan, they wanted him to be, like, a Stan Hansen kind of guy, and he was like, I'm going to do my version. <laughs> Let me do this. What if Stan Hansen had a big-ass mohawk? <laughs> <laughs> That was before yeah. the mohawk. He just spit water at people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And screamed at kids. It was great. Now, this one is not official, but it's basically fucking official. Kenny Omega versus Moose versus Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Championship because Kenny didn't learn his fucking lesson last time and found himself in a new triple threat. Um, yeah, so we decided that since Scotty and I were tied in last place, since... You did worse at the pay-per-view, you or at uh, Double or Nothing, then, of course, it makes sense that I you would, would get first choice. I got first choice. Uh, of course, I went with Moose after weeks of Dylan going, it's Moose! Which is the, I literally had typed Omega and then went, oh wait, this is that match. Moose! Mm-hmm. And except, so, except Kenny's gonna win. It's gonna be great. Yes, and seeing your weakness, I took Omega from under your nose <laughs> because it's still Kenny fucking Omega, and there is and no. Then, uh, and then I get to like not give a shit about this match because Callahan ain't fucking winning. It's like Pac in in the fucking other Triple Threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you like how I didn't even write Callahan? I just wrote Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's got an equal chance of winning. <laughs> Indeed. Um, you know. It's kind of a toss-up between Moose and Omega, sorry, Dylan, so eh, we'll see. Why? Why? Either I'm right about Moose being the next champion, or Kenny Omega wins. This is a win. I see this as an absolute win. It is still a win for you, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a good pay-per-view from what it looks like. Like, Yeah, it's it's a shame they charge so much for it, because it ain't worth it. Do they not? No, they don't Twitch live these days. Oh, that's right, I did steal the last one to watch live and you should do that for this one (laughs) how much did they say those tickets were (laughs) oh god uh last week we were talking about the tickets to slammiversary and then they came out and they were like oh yeah it's 250 dollars for a ticket because they're all like their super deluxe vip package and i'm like hey i don't need all that I don't need all the, just let me sit on the floor. Let me like, sit on I the like floor. How, wasn't it like unlimited chips and drinks? It was unlimited chips, drinks, and uh, Gail Kim's husband's special protein bars. Which I'm going to be honest, great deal. I just went to Double or Nothing. Daddy ain't got that money. <laughs> Daddy ain't got all that right. money for two tickets. All right, what'd you boys learn this week? I learned that um, the I, got, uh, I, I, I learned that Daddy ain't got money for those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned that the most untapped potential in professional wrestling is Rick Moranis. 
I learned that uh, Gail Kim's husband's special protein bars cost $150. <laughs> Fuck, the last time I went to Nashville to watch wrestling, I stood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me stand, Callus, you bastard. <sighs> All right, where can- Oh, Don doesn't work there anymore, so. Oh, did they officially move him over? No, no, he's just not an executive there anymore. Ah, okay, okay. Probably so he could spend more time at Impact with Kenny. You know, being the biggest heat magnet in the industry. Being the gold standard for a heel, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright. Anyway, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me here on the BS Network doing all of these great BS shows. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all my other podcasts from the mini adventures of Sammy Magic to Fun Fiction to The Weird, the actual play TTRPG podcast. If you like 90s Monster of the Week style type shows like X-Files or Gravity Falls or stuff like, you know, that hit 90s show Gravity Falls, you can find it at jointheweird.com. <laughs> Special thanks to Mega Ran, friend of the podcast, for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Mega Ran. Check out his touring dates with the uh, Four Horsemen. What's the name they're going it's, by? Yes, with Tully, yeah. <laughs> Arn. Uh, no, the Four-Eyed Horsemen. It is. It's Mega Ran, MC Frontalot, MC Lars, and Schaefer, the Dark Lord. They are currently going to be on tour this fall, I believe. I'm super excited to go because we actually just put a MC Frontalot song in an episode of The Vibe. Which is the sister show to the Weirds? I thought it was MC Fronts a lot. Not just, just Front a lot, yeah. Which is going to be great because I haven't heard a lot of Front a lot. I know Schaefer and I know MC Lars and of course Mega Ran, so I I would be interested to hear that. They're not coming anywhere close to us, but still. Well, they're coming to Atlanta, so close to me. I'll drive you over. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Britt Baker, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>